Another game, another loss for the Memphis Grizzlies, this time at the hands of the Houston Rockets. But Jaron Jackson Jr. is doing things that no other Grizzlies player other than John Morant has ever done, putting up numbers that only James Harden in NBA history can take a look at in back-to-back games. We are getting a little bit more clarity on the wing in terms of who can play and who cannot. And we're getting some positive injury news, at least slightly positive injury news. It's not all doom and gloom on this episode of Locked On Grizzlies. Let's lock in. You are Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're coming to this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies looking for negativity, looking for somebody to say that the sky is falling and all of those things, you've come to the wrong place, dear listener, dear viewer. For I, Joe Mullinax, co-host of Lockdown Grizzlies, am still not at that point because I haven't seen John Moran. I haven't seen Marcus Smart in a long time. I've never seen those two guys play together, Luke Kennard being on the same floor this season with John Moran. Call me at Martin Luther King Day. If you're looking for a podcast that is going to say that the Memphis Grizzlies are done, you've come to the wrong place. If you're interested in hearing how I would fix the wing situation for the Memphis Grizzlies, if you're interested in some positive injury news, if you're interested in giving Jaron Jackson Jr. his flowers, that's exactly what I'm going to do to start this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies. Well, then come on in, have a seat, grab a cold one, grab a pop, if you will. We're going to have a wonderful time on this Thursday episode of Locked on Grizzlies. This episode of Lockdown Grizzlies is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown to get started. We are free and available here at Lockdown Grizzlies. Wherever you get your podcasts, like, comment, rate, review, subscribe, Apple, Spotify, it is all good there and everywhere else, including YouTube. Thank you to everybody that comments on the YouTube page over at Apple. Gives us those reviews, gives us that feedback. It is much appreciated. I know I appreciate it. Excuse me. And I know to Michael Cole of the Commercial Appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee, also appreciates it. It is a post-game edition of Locked on Grizzlies. And if you remember correctly, if you're an everydayer perhaps, and you watched our episode or listened to the show Yesterday, you know that DeMichael is in Houston currently, so he is doing Grizzlies beat writer things for the Commercial Appeal. It is I, Joe Mullinax, his co-host, his lowly co-host, his very gracious and happy co-host that he is with me, but you're with me solo on this edition of the show. And I'm going to start off by loving up on Jaron Jackson Jr. because we talked yesterday about his rebounding, right, and how he needs to be better as a rebounder, and all those things that we said yesterday remain true. I want to stress that. You can't get in the comments and say that Joe doesn't care about rebounding. Well, the extreme version, in my opinion, and I did say this on social media, I don't give a a poop. Again, that's two episodes in a row. I've used the word poop. I apologize for that, but I don't want to use the expletive because this is a family-friendly podcast. I don't care personally about his rebounding. I understand the basketball logic for caring. I understand wanting a seven-foot-tall person to be better at rebounding a basketball. I get that. I'm not saying you are wrong for having that take. I'm just saying I don't care personally. That's not something that I'm concerned with with Jaron Jackson Jr. because I appreciate him for what he is. DeMichael explained it brilliantly on our last episode. Stop trying to change the guy. 
He is doing things. Appreciate what is happening. Former host of Lockdown Grizzlies, Sean Coleman, coming out and posting this, uh, I guess, post. Not, you can't call it a tweet anymore. But th this is something he put on social media. Only two players in NBA history have produced 40-plus points, two-plus threes, two-plus steals, two-plus blocks in consecutive games. James Harden and Jaron Jackson Jr. Those are the two guys. And Harden did it over the age of 25. Jaron is the only one to do it under the age of 25 in league history. If you don't want unicorns, stop calling him a unicorn. If you don't want a guy that is going to be out there doing what he is doing without Desmond Bain, who sat out the Houston Rockets game because of illness. If you don't want him to show that he has the physical capability to do what he is currently doing and to be more of a traditional big man, that, that's you. You can enjoy the game of basketball however you want. Trust me, I'm well aware of that. I'm the guy that hates the end season tournament. I'm the guy that loves defensive struggles. I'm the guy that likes the charge foul. That's me. So I get having unique basketball takes and liking interesting things. It can't be me watching Jaron Jackson Jr. right now and saying, you know, I really, really wish that was a guy that would, you know, just camp out by the glass and just be an eater of the glass, man. I would love to say he was a double-double machine. Go be that center. I want that guy. Not me. Not me. I don't want Jaron Jackson Jr. to be that guy. I don't want him to change. He got six rebounds against the Houston Rockets, seven rebounds, excuse me, against the Houston Rockets. If he did that consistently, you would never hear a word from me about rebounding, ever. If his average was six rebounds a game, and that is what he mustered, and that is what he was physically capable of doing, I would never again bring up anything involving that dude's rebound. Not a single time. And anytime somebody else would do it, I would mercilessly, mercilessly rip into them. And guess what? He's close to six rebounds a game right now, even with how low his percentages are. He is in that general vicinity. He's around six. He's a 5.8. So I, I got to tell you, I don't care about his rebounding. You can yell at me, scream at me, say how dumb I am. That's fine. This dude just dropped. 44 points on the heads of the Houston Rockets where he was starting the basketball game alongside the likes of David Roddy, Bismack Biombo, Derrick Rose, Vince Williams Jr. And before the Derrick Rose lovers come out of the woodwork, he had a decent game, 7 of 14, 19 points. He did what the Grizzlies needed him to do. He most certainly was not part of the problem in this contest, at least not in my opinion. He struggled defensively. He had a minus 14. But again, Derrick Rose was the second leading scorer. Vince Williams once again had 10 points. Again, just like the last time the Grizzlies took the floor and DeMichael and I talked about this, only three dudes in double-figure scoring. Rose just took the place of Desmond Bain in that role. Nobody else is scoring the ball for them. Nobody else is doing the things that need to be done. Jaron Jackson Jr. was basically alone. The sole focus of the game plan, or at least he should have been, of the Houston Rockets. And yet, the Memphis Grizzlies were within one point of the Houston Rockets going into the fourth quarter. Jaron played 40 minutes. He hasn't done that a ton in his career. Clearly ran out of gas. The Grizzlies faded towards the end. Kudos to the Houston Rockets. They picked up a win, 11-1 and one at home. It's like they've taken the energy, uh, the, the Monstar, uh, Michael's secret stuff sort of thing. The Grizzlies 
see the Rockets on Friday. I'm sure DeMichael will talk about that on the Friday edition of the podcast when he flies solo for the week. But I want to just continue to drive home the point that Jaron Jackson Jr. is doing things that have literally never been done by someone his size before for the Memphis Grizzlies and in the NBA at large. We need to set our standards a little bit lower. You want to be mad at rebounding? Be mad at Bismack Biombo. Bismack Biombo only played 24 minutes in this game. Got less rebounds than Jaron Jackson Jr. Now again, 16 fewer minutes. But he had foul issues. He defended Sengun pretty well. He deserves credit for that. That guy didn't play as well as he potentially could have. And that, you know, it was Biombo that defended him a good amount of the time. But he only got six rebounds. Where's the, where's the outrage at the guy that's supposed to be the Steven Adams replacement? Where's the outrage at a guy like Zaire Williams, Jake LaRavia? Jake LaRavia played 15 minutes in this game for some reason. I'd love to ask Taylor Jenkins that. Why in the world did Jake LaRavia play? Zero rebounds in 15 minutes of play at six foot eight. You know that you don't have the strongest big in terms of rebounding. You know that he's currently the only dude scoring at a high pace and yet zero rebounds from Laravia zero rebounds from White Rice himself John Conchar in only seven minutes of play so we're going to talk about the wing here a moment that, that's where my frustration currently resides oh and quick side note you know who didn't play in this game a healthy scratch did not play coach's decision Xavier Tillman Sr. somebody who's rebounding worse than Jaron Jackson Jr. in a lot of ways Folks, maybe X is time because he's, remember, didn't get a team option picked up, right? Didn't sign an extension. Maybe it's X that beyond this season is not going to be around for the Memphis Grizzlies. That seems like a topic for a future episode. I look forward to it with DeMichael Cole. When we come back on this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies, again, I'm ready to call it on some of these wings. The Grizzlies have to try to find some way to rectify this. There's been reports of them starting to churn up the trade market ahead of John Morant's return, trying to get the roster straight. We're going to talk about ways that they could do that on this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies coming up. But first, this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies is brought to you by FanDuel. The weather's getting colder out there. The holidays are approaching. The NBA is heating up, but so is the NFL. All the offers stay hot, hot, hot over at FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. You've been thinking about joining FanDuel. There is no better time than right now to get in on that action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options available, including things like spreads, player props, over-unders. They all can play into the ever-popular same-game parlay. There's so much more as well that you can do over at FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Get into the groove with the NBA season, especially with John Morant's return approaching. And of course, the NFL playoffs approaching as well. Get through this grind of a time with FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. We're talking ways to address the Memphis Grizzlies weaknesses on the way. Next here on Lockdown Grizzlies. Stick around. Welcome back to Lockdown Grizzlies. I am Joe Mullinax, your co-host, your, your solo pilot for this episode of the podcast. To Michael Cole of the Commercial Appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee. Not with me on this edition of the show, but I've written a lot of places about the Memphis Grizzlies. 
I can take you the rest of the way. Hopefully, I've earned your trust as an everydayer here on Lockdown Grizzlies. And if this is your first time coming through, thanks for giving us a chance. I hope you'll continue to do so. Check out my partner, DeMichael Cole, when we work together. We're building something pretty cool here at Lockdown Grizzlies, and I hope that you'll stick around and check it out and watch it happen with us. Um, friendly reminder about Locked On launching the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel over on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, like myself, plus our national shows covering each and every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube. Subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. People can be mad about Jaron Jackson Jr.'s rebounding all they want. I'm just going to probably ignore it moving forward, if I'm being honest. If you say it in the comments, that's great. You're allowed to have your opinion. I think I wrote recently that as long as you're not being you know, blatantly disrespectful, threatening to me or to Michael or to anybody else, you can call me an idiot all you want. That's not a threat. You know, A lot of people would agree with that assessment. My biggest thing right now with this team is they have nobody on the wing. Now, maybe you're sitting there thinking to yourself, wait a second, Joe. No Marcus Smart right now, and we'll talk about some injury updates here in a little bit. No Luke Kennard. Yeah, those guys can play the wing, but they're not wings, right? They're not traditional 6'6", six, 6'7", six, 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 type guys that can play on that perimeter spot. The guys that are supposed to be doing that, Jake LaRavia, who I mentioned earlier in the show, Zaire Williams, who is just a black hole of plus-minus. He is just so bad right now. He was only a minus four against the Houston Rockets on Wednesday night, but goodness gracious, one for eight from the field, zero for six from three. At least he grabbed four rebounds and he had three assists. Wasn't a complete wash, which is probably why the minus four is there and not, you know, minus 14 like Jake LaRavia. Golly. But the Grizzlies appear to have maybe made a miss or two, a misstep. Now, David Roddy hasn't had the best season either, but it's important to point out that he's a guy who is playing outside of role. LaRavia was always going to be a reserve, right? That was always going to be in his mix. Conchar, Williams, you know, Williams should have been where Roddy was in this game, right? When we started this season, Zaire Williams was the guy that everybody pointed at and said, he's going to be the starter. I said it. The Michael said it. He had a good preseason, right? There was an energy about him. There was a positivity that is completely dissipated. It's gone. Whatever confidence Zaire had, I'm not sure how he can continue to have it. And I feel terribly for him because he's still young. A place like Detroit would make a lot of sense if the Grizzlies were able to pull something like that off. But it would probably cost too many resources to try to get off of those types of deals now because of how poorly guys like LaRavia and uh, Zaire have played. Conchar has done some good things recently. His numbers continue to be positive because of his white rice nature. He fits in with a lot of different things. And he also has a longer-term contract that, in terms of money, maybe is not as uh, negative of a draw for teams that might be trying to add some depth on the wing. But I think that the key here, the rub here, and credit to Matt Hardlicka, who uh, has brought this idea up over his stub stack. You know, we talk a lot about the Detroit Pistons, right? The Detroit Pistons being a team that can make sense. Alec Burks, Bohan Bogdanovich. Yeah, I get it, and trust me, I would love to have either of those guys, but I think the Grizzlies are going to have to pay out some first-round collateral to get that kind of guy. And I'm not sure that makes sense at this point of the season. Do I think Memphis will make a run at the play-in? Yes. Do I think they'll make the play-in or playoffs? Yeah, I do. I refuse to believe this team's going to be that bad, and if they are that bad, once everybody, well, everybody that could come back 
is back, that'll be around Martin Luther King Day, where I'll be on these uh, these locked on network waves saying it's time to blow it up. At least everybody that's not named Jaron, Ja, and Dez is on the block. I'm not ready to have that conversation yet. I am ready to talk about moving on from a Jake LaRavia, though, or a John Conchar, even a Zaire Williams. But I think Conchar and LaRavia potentially make the most sense because those are guys who make less money. And I think the angle here, and again, credit to Hard Lincoln for bringing this up, is looking at teams that have luxury tax bills. There's two teams in particular that stand out to me. Right now, the Golden State Warriors is one of them, who I believe, as of this moment, are in the 11 spot in the Western Conference. So certainly better than the Memphis Grizzlies. But Draymond Green just got suspended indefinitely. He got the John Morant treatment in some ways, has to go to counseling and therapy or something like that after uh, another egregious performance and foul and complaining at officials and hitting somebody in the face, Yusuf Nurkic. The Warriors are trending down. And no, I'm not going to sit here and say that I wish that we still had that pick as as the Memphis Grizzlies. I wish Marcus Smart wasn't here. Because again, I haven't seen Marcus Smart do what he was brought to Memphis to do. So I'm going to hold off on that kind of take another month or so, at least, right? Probably another month. We, I think Martin Luther King Day, assuming both Smart and Morant return around the same time, which again, we'll talk more about, sounds like realistic possibilities. Assuming that occurs and they get 10 to 12 games under their belts, then we can have a conversation. But I'm not ready for that talk just yet. I am ready to move on from Jake Lorraine. I'm ready to move on from John Conchar. And I think in the case of a team like the Golden State Warriors, who have an astronomical luxury tax bill and just moving off of, you know, three or four million dollars of salary could potentially save them, you know, two times, three times, four times that amount in luxury tax bill. You have the New Orleans Pelicans, who are roughly around three million dollars over the tax, depending on the contract that comes back, because the Grizzlies are the ones in the NBA that are the furthest away. From the luxury tax. I'm looking at Spotrack uh, Spo here for this information. Again, Golden State, their current luxury tax bill, estimated wise, is almost $193 million. $192,517,654. That is a lot of money. That's their tax on top of their payroll to be the 11th seed in the Western Conference. Then you've got the Pelicans, who are at the Nine spot, they currently are $2,936,000 over the luxury tax. And again, this is according to Spotrack.com. Wonderful resource to use. The right trade, like $3 million that comes into Memphis, because like I just said, the Grizzlies, they have $42 million in luxury tax space to burn. I'm not saying they're going to go out and bring in a max contract. But adding another three or four million on top of what they currently have isn't going to kill their numbers. That's important to understand. And because of that reality, they could do something like Akira Lewis Jr. from the Pelicans. Now, again, maybe you're familiar with their roster and you're thinking that's a six foot one point guard. Why in the world would they do that? They could do that for a variety of reasons. Adding another ball handler certainly wouldn't hurt. But again, if you're not going to play a guy like Conchar anyway, if you're not going to play a guy like LaRavia anyway, you could probably get a resource out of the Pelicans for that kind of trade because you're helping them out. You're doing them a solid. They're out of the luxury tax, which especially with the new collective bargaining agreement, there's all sorts of reasons to argue for that. The bigger fish would be somebody like Jonathan Kaminga from the Golden State Warriors. Because again, you do a contract for Kaminga swap, that could save the Warriors something like 15 to $20 million. 
And money clearly is not that big of an object to them. They've proven that over the years, given their massive luxury tax bill. But at what point do they look at their ledger and say, we got to start cleaning this up a little bit? Where do they draw the line in terms of what they're paying for with product on the field? The court. Forgive me, Freudian slip. The product on the court doesn't back up what they're investing. So saving a little bit of money maybe makes sense for the billionaires out in Golden State. I think that's something to look for. Again, the Pistons make sense. The Boston Celtics have been rumored to be interested in Xavier Tillman Sr., who, again, did not play. He'd be another name that could potentially could be in one of these moves. And maybe you pair two of those guys for one from another team. You expand the size of that contract. Maybe you get other names in the mix. But Lewis makes sense from the Pelicans, adding some guard depth. I think Kaminga would be a, a wonderful addition. And again, in the case of the Pelicans in particular, it might be the Grizzlies getting a second-round pick for their trouble because they're gaining resources while getting a team under the tax. Might be a win-win. That's something to keep an eye on. I'm ready to see some sort of trade. I'm tired of watching Zaire Williams. I don't think he's in that mix anymore. I don't think Jake LaRavia is in that mix. David Roddy, again, maybe of those names that have been mentioned. I'm most interested in watching that. But if that was the way the Grizzlies went, nobody on the wing inspires confidence right now that they could be a starter on a playoff team except for one guy, and that's a guy that's on a two-way contract in Vince Williams Jr., who continues to perform when he goes out there. Everybody else is either inconsistent like Roddy or basically non-existent like LaRavia and Williams. That's a massive problem that the Grizzlies have to address if they're actually still trying to make a run at a play-in spot, much less a playoff spot this season. When we come back here on Locked on Grizzlies, we are going to talk some injury updates for Luke Kennard, Marcus Smart, Taylor Jenkins talked to DeMichael Cole and others before the game about some injury positivity in some ways as those two hopefully get closer to a return. But first, this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies is brought to you by Dave. I love Dave. Dave is my guy. At one time or another, we all need a little financial help. That's why Dave is great. Dave can get you extra cash when you need a hand between paychecks and help you build credit by settling extra cash advances on time. Dave is the banking app that's leveling the financial playing field. When you download Dave, you could get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check, no late fees. It's part of Dave's extra cash account. Advance the money you need with no interest and then settle up later. You can even build credit when you settle up on time. If you're in a pinch, get the help you need by downloading Dave. Download Dave today at dave.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's dave.com slash LockedOnNBA. You could get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check, no late fees. Again, download the Dave app now or go to dave.com slash LockedOnNBA. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Eligibility criteria and instant transfer fees apply. Banking services provided by Evolve, member of the FDIC. When we return, we are talking about positivity on the injury front finally next here on lockdown grizzlies welcome back to lockdown grizzlies i am joe mullinax your host for this episode flying solo without my beloved DeMichael cole the commercial appeal there in memphis tennessee he'll be back on tomorrow's episode tomorrow DeMichael will be flying solo on the friday edition of the show he'll be talking to you about his experience in houston things he heard from dylan brooks and other memphis grizzlies players He'll also have a preview of the Grizzlies playing the Rockets again, this time in the friendly confines of FedEx Forum. Not so friendly to Memphis so far this season. We've talked about their bad home record this week 
on the show. But the Houston Rockets, as good as they've been at home in Houston, they've been not so good on the road. So it's kind of the the stoppable force meeting the movable object in terms of somebody's got to win the game. And hopefully it's the Grizzlies. Hopefully Desmond Bain is feeling better after his illness. Hopefully Marcus Smart and Luke Kennard continue to feel better because obviously John Morant's upcoming return has to do with his suspension being done, right? The Grizzlies have played, I believe, 23 games. we got two games to go for Ja to come back, potentially, in that December 19th game against the New Orleans Pelicans at home for the first time against the Pacers a couple of days after that. So Ja's going to be there, assuming nothing happens in practice or something else unforeseen. It's Marcus Smart who's been out for a while due to injury. It's Luke Kennard who's been out for a while due to injury. And Taylor Jenkins provided updates on both of those guys before the Houston Rockets game on Wednesday. He talked about Smart and how Smart was closer to a return than Luke Kennard. Smart is preparing to do some five-on-five work this coming weekend. And as DeMichael has said in the past, me following this team as long as I have, usually it's five-on-five work is the last step, right? They have individual work that they do, then they do physical contact drills, maybe some one-on-one, two-on-two, three-on-three kind of stuff on the side. Five-on-five actual scrimmaging is the final step and seeing how Smart responds post-scrimmaging, post-five-on-five run. If Smart responds well, maybe we do see him return almost the same day, maybe, uh, as Ja Morant, if not within a game or two of Ja coming out on the floor. And again, for me, that is going to be the line where I say, all right, this season's a wash. Let's just let's just move on, right? I need to see Smart and Morant together because I believe, still to this day, in the vision of a jaw Bain, Smart backcourt, right? Three guards. I believe in that. And that might be something that's a saving grace for these Grizzlies going back to addressing the wing. Marcus Smart's not a traditional wing, undersized. Desmond Bain, obviously also undersized, but they're both above average to very good in the case of Smart. Defenders, Smart has great wingspan. The length of Smart, the tenacity defensively of both he and Bain, Maybe that size doesn't matter in the wing that we're longing for is Marcus Smart. That's possible, all right? I still think they need some depth help, but it's it's possible that works. And we haven't seen it yet because Morant's been suspended. So I want to see that first for enough of a sample size to be able to make a definitive statement. To me, that's 10 games-ish, give or take a game, okay? Um, so Smart should be back in the next week or so, hopefully. Luke Kennard a little bit behind that said Taylor Jenkins. And that's mildly concerning, mildly upsetting, because Kennard is a guy that, again, they need for spacing purposes. He's their fourth best guard. No, I don't want to hear that Derrick Rose is better than Luke Kennard because he's not. Kennard provides an elite NBA skill. He's one of the top five shooters over the last several years from beyond the arc in the entire National Basketball Association. That is not Derrick Rose in any way, shape, or form. So while Kennard has his flaws, his spacing is going to be extremely valuable to this team as they get closer to full strength. They're not going to be there at any point this season, but they're getting closer. Kennard sounds like he might be a week or two away, whereas, you know, it might be a week-ish for Smart. So hopefully by the new year, we're looking at a Grizzlies rotation that consists of John Morant, Desmond Bain, Marcus Smart, Luke Kennard. Hopefully Vince Williams Jr. gets to hang around. I think he's earned that. Who knows what it'll look like beyond that? Maybe a Jonathan Kaminga, Kira Lewis Jr. Maybe he's riding the bench like other wings currently are, and you're giving those minutes to Vince Williams Jr. You're trying to find a way to sign him to a full roster contract. There's lots of different ways they can go, and I'm sure DeMichael and I will talk about that throughout future episodes of Lockdown Grizzlies. 
but you need to have an idea of what it looks like before you make a full scale what this season is. Even with the current record, even with the fact they're six or seven games back of the play in at this point, there's still a rough, there's still 59 games to be played. There's still a lot of basketball, a third, over a third of the season to go. Two thirds, actually. They've only played about a third of the season. I'm not a math teacher. There's a lot of basketball to be played, is the point. And we haven't seen John Morant out there with Marcus Smart, the best player on the Grizzlies next to the major offseason acquisition. Let's get some reps of that. Let's see that happen. And the sooner you get Luke Kennard back, the sooner you maybe unlock the offensive potential of such a pairing as well. Obviously, Desmond Bain might have something to say about that. But I, I'm intrigued by Smart's up, update. I'm hopeful maybe if it's not the same game as Morant, it's that week coming up next week where we'll see Smart and Jai out there together for the first time. And then maybe the week after that, we'll have Luke Kennard back in the fold. And it'll be a wonderful Christmas present, a chance to finally see this Grizzlies backcourt, at least, pretty close to full strength, what we envisioned it to be uh, during the offseason once Ja came back from suspension. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of Lockdown Grizzlies. It is appreciated, as it always is. A friendly reminder about Lockdown Sports Today, the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel over on YouTube. It's there for you, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts from Locked On shows like this one here, plus our national shows covering each and every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube. Subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. As I've mentioned a couple of times, it'll be DeMichael Cole flying solo on Friday's edition of the show. Grizzlies Rockets review from an in-person perspective since he was there in person in Houston on Wednesday covering for the commercial appeal. A preview of what's to come on Friday. Maybe some takes on Xavier Tillman not playing. He was a healthy scratch in Wednesday night's game. I imagine it'll be a can't-miss episode with DeMichael. Make sure you're there with him to close out the week. I will be back with you next week here on Locked On Grizzlies, getting ready for the glorious return of Ja Morant. I'm looking forward to it, and I'm sure if you're a Grizzlies fan, even if you're just an NBA fan, you probably are as well. Like, comment, rate, review, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts over on YouTube. Whether you're an everydayer checking us out for the first time or somewhere in between, I know DeMichael appreciates it. I appreciate it as well. Thank you for helping give feedback and helping grow Locked On Grizzlies and making us a part of your NBA and Memphis Grizzlies content consumption experience. Until next time, have a wonderful day. Stay safe. Stay locked in. I'm Joe Molinax. This has been and will continue to be Locked On Grizzlies.